This episode brought to you by awesomeness. I feel like that's a t-shirt. I'm having an octopus moment. And what was the question? (laughs) I'm not supposed to say that. (laughs) Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kim. This is Nikki. And I'm Louise. Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts. Please be aware that today's episode may contain some adult language and will most likely include adult content. So please keep that in mind if little ones are nearby. Hello once again, everyone. This is Nikki, and we are back today with the five of us, myself, Sarah, Louise, Lara, and Kim for our last episode of our second season. We have zoomed and trudged our way through 2020. I honestly don't even want to attempt a recap because we would be here for hours just for that. If anyone had said, guess what's going to happen in 2020 and proceeded to explain even half of what has gone on, I would have rolled my eyes, shook my head and said, okay, whatever you say. We were talking the other day about how we started this year as sprinters, full out running, expending our energy and assuming the race was going to be a quick one, just a flash in the pan. But now we're at the point where we've realized we're running a marathon, actually probably an ultra marathon, and that we haven't trained for or prepared for for physically or mentally. And the finish line is a lot further away than we anticipated. We've used our resources, our speed, our mental capacity to explode out of the gate with speed and power that we need for a sprint, but we've hit the point where we need to shift to endurance and perseverance. I'm not a runner and that analogy made me really tired. I'm going to start with an easy question to answer, but maybe not easy in the feelings department. In this moment, on this day, how are y'all doing? Yeah, I feel like it ha- it's not an easy question and it has become more challenging to answer it the more things happen. We used to just do the flippant, I'm fine, how are you? Or if you're having a bad day, I'm a little tired or I'm off or I'm grumpy, whatever it is. But it, it, it's such a complex question. How am I? Well, it's thought provoking now, right? It is. It's with so- anybody, not just here. If anybody asks me, how are you doing? I'm like, how am I doing? Depends, right? Yeah, that's why I said right now, how are you doing? I was walking out of my apartment the other day and we have one of those free little libraries in front of our apartment. And there was a gentleman standing there looking at the books. And I said, good morning, how are you? And he goes, terrible, thanks. And I said, I feel you, buddy. (laughs) And it was like the most honest answer anyone has ever given me for how are you doing? Terrible, thanks. It, It was perfect. Sarah, one of the best answers to how are you is something I picked up from you. And I have shared with all of my clients and anybody else I'm talking to. So one day we asked you, how are you doing? And you said, pandemic, fine. And I thought that's perfect. That's a perfect answer. Because it's a lot different right now. And I appreciate, Nikki, you're asking, how are you not, are you okay? Because when people are like, are you okay? Then that's the norm. Like you're supposed to be okay. And so I'm just going to answer the actual question because I know none of us have actually answered it. I'm actually, I feel hopeful about the future. 2020 has been a crazy ride. I I imagine it more like a triathlon than a marathon, to be honest, because there were more skills I had to learn that I didn't know how to do. But I feel hopeful for the future. I feel hopeful. And I know that when the calendar changes to 2021, it's not like the coronavirus goes away. It's not like all of a sudden we all just get to run around in the streets without our masks on. But I just, I feel hopeful that things are slowly going to start changing. And I feel like I have built up this layer of awesomeness in 2020 to tackle 2021 with, and and I'm ready to keep moving forward. So that is my answer. I feel like I'm that Facebook option of it's complicated. 
I don't know how to answer the question on any given day other than it's complicated. Here in our house with our family, we're great. We're doing really well. And then I have all the feelings and all the feels for kind of everything else. Yeah. So it's just complicated. I don't know how else to answer it. <laughs> I do this thing every morning where I wake up and it, I do, um, like, what number am I at? If I woke up and I sprung out of bed and the world was a fantastic place, I would be an eight. I save the nines and the tens for those really, really special and exciting moments. And this morning I woke up and I'm like, what number am I at today? You know, I'm not doing terrible. I'm feeling okay. I'm at about a four. And that's my reality right now. And is a four okay? Sure. I don't know. Like Sarah said, what is okay? What is that? It's relative. Absolutely. But it's a huge difference. But I need to adjust where I'm at, adjust how I approach each day. Because if I go from a four to a five today, that's fantastic. Maybe I'll even hit a six. You know, five months ago when we all started this pandemic thing, I was like, yeah, we got this. No problem. If I can do a Winnipeg winter, this COVID thing, this is nothing. I go into emergency mode and I am on it. I'm the person you want if we're hiking and you break your leg. I got your back. So that check-in is important. And back to what Sarah said about not asking, are you doing okay? Even a check-in with Louise saying, I'm at a four and not having to be okay with it, not having to make it be something or like, I'm going to knock it up to a nine today to just say, I'm at a four, period. And let that just be what it is. Not good, not bad, just what it is. I'm usually that one that's like, let's kick it up to a 10, you know? Yeah. And I've been sitting between between a four and a five most of 2020 and it just feels blah. And I've been trying to give myself grace and compassion. And so I like the scale of thinking I'm at a four. How am I going to get to a five today? How am I going to get to a six? And then those days when I'm actually an eight, it's like, woohoo, let's celebrate. I also recognize that this year is definitely not last year. I work with Every, I think almost every session I start with a client, I start with, this is not normal, right? And we, our parts, don't have any idea what a pandemic's like, because most of us were not around during the 1918 influenza pandemic. And I think, Louise, what you said is a four is okay. I've had to work really hard on that, particularly lately. I'm really struggling with, probably within the last six weeks. Whatever today is, is what today is. The other thing I'm noticing for me is that I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Even if I have a light schedule, I just noticed that by eight o'clock, my eyelids are drooping and I'm learning to actually go to bed if that's what it takes at 8.30 at night and that's what my body needs. So I think for me, what I'm noticing is that I am giving myself more compassion, having more self-compassion about where am I at. But, you know, I've got parts that want to say, why aren't you doing, I mean, they clearly, I've got inner critics that are telling me, why aren't you doing something? Why haven't you done this? And why haven't you done that? And so I'm working to try to be more accepting and have more self-compassion around where we are, where I am as well as where we as a collective are. Because I'm like Kim, in my house, it's fine. That's how I am. I'm pandemic fine. Well, I think too that the the compassion and acceptance doesn't mean you have to be okay with it. So if I'm having a day where I'm at a two, is that something like I need to pull myself out of this place because I am not good here? Or is it, no, I'm at a two, I'm having a hard day. Let's look at this and get curious about it and try and navigate the emotions because it's not always about jumping up to that eight. Sometimes it's about I'm at a two and I really need to navigate these waters because it is bringing up some stuff. One of the things I talk about with the golf team is 
being the best version of yourself every day. And it looks a lot different right now. Sometimes it's a two, sometimes it's a four, but that's the best version of you. Good for you. And the best um, doesn't mean you always have to be pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Sometimes yeah. it means being with where you're at. Exactly. Sometimes it means it. taking a nap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I took one yesterday. Good for you. I should have taken one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we want to talk about moving forward and in, in the future, but I did, I did have one question for everyone more related to the past before we move forward. In my vows, in my wedding, we granted each other the ability to have a magic redo whenever we need it. It is the greatest thing for a relationship ever, because if you say something and you're like, oh, can I have a magic redo? It just fixes it magically. I want to know what each of you, if you had one magic redo for 2020, what would you use it on? You just made me so excited by this question. I don't know my answer yet. (laughs) (laughs) And this is part of my nightly ritual with our daughter is I always ask her every night, what is your redo from the day? And it could be because it's something that is bad, like, oh crap, let me redo that. Or it could be something I give her the option of, do you want to redo it? Because it was so awesome and it felt really, really good. Yeah, for sure. It's like the what ifs go both ways, right? It's not always a what if it's bad, what if it's good. So yeah, your magic redo can be a, I want to do that all over again because it was awesome. Oh, I have my answer now. Okay. Okay. So my answer is the weekend of January 12th, when we were at the retreat in Petaluma, that is my redo for all sorts of reasons. One, because it was one of the squishiest, most wonderful, heartwarming, lovely things of the year. There wasn't enough adjectives in that camera. I'm sorry. I'm not descriptive (laughs) at all. And I would love to redo it so that I wasn't scared shitless. It was when it's the same thing when I had my daughter is that I wanted to redo the whole first year with her because I'd love to go back and have an opportunity to do something that was so wonderful when I'm not scared shitless so that I can be totally present and, and in that squishy goodness and all those other adjectives thrown in together. And it, and yeah, so that's my redo for this year. I don't have one. As shitty as some of the things have been, I think since January, every time there's those moments that are really, really challenging, that are ugly and gross, I learned something about myself. I learned something about the world. It It's full of opportunity and not like, oh yeah, let's just go out and challenge things so we see opportunity. But I think every time those gross and ugly things stick to me, I have an opportunity to take one off and have a look at it and then decide what to do with it. If those things didn't stick or we didn't have those potholes along our path, I I don't know that we would be any better off. 2020 is showing us a lot about who we are and the world that we live in. And I don't know that I would change that. And even those great things that have happened, there have been some amazing things that have happened. Those once in a lifetime things that are, you know, I'm going to have my very first FaceTime Christmas this year. What does that look like? And I I don't know that I would go back and change any of that because then those once in a lifetime things are now twice in a lifetime thing. They don't hold a special place in my heart like they did when they were when it was only once. Yeah, as crappy as a lot of the fours and threes are when I wake up every morning, I get to see what it looks like to be a five or a six. And I get to grow and expand in ways that we would never, ever have the opportunity to do in any other (laughs) year, decade. Yeah, I would go back and redo my birthday because I love birthdays. And this year, 
it was kind of a shoulder shrug and a just another day. And I would have packed every hour of my day with connecting one-on-one with people I love the most, people I miss and haven't talked to for a while, and just kind of had a virtual love fest that day instead of just waking up, reading text messages, checking Facebook and going about my day. So that is one thing that I would love to redo. I was lucky that I got to celebrate my birthday just before this. Yeah, like squeaked it in there. (laughs) Totally squeaked it in there. Totally. I was very grateful for that. I think I would redo. I was not in a good place during that retreat. And knowing what I know now and knowing all you guys, I would definitely like to have been more present. I was so blended with a part that did not want to be there. I struggle in what I call cocktail conversation type of situations. I can stand on a stage all day and talk out to an audience, but small group settings are really hard for me. I really struggle in that. And I was so wildly uncomfortable that entire weekend and so blended with a couple of parts. And I knew it. I knew I was blended, but I could not get them to relax back and allow me to live and lead my own life that weekend. So I, I'm like, Kim, I, I would like to redo it, but probably for different reasons, because to me, it was not a warm, squishy, lovely place. I was miserable the whole time I was there. Aww. So I'm really curious. I know we just looked back on this year. I'm curious about in 2021, what is it that you would like to most see shift or change for you personally? One of the things I'm struggling with right now is what to do next. There's a part of me that feels like I should be doing, 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 doing. And I had committed that I would be doing, 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 but it just doesn't feel right right now. And what was the question? (laughs) In true Laura fashion. What is it you would most like to shift or change about yourself in the coming year? I would really like to get clear about what what am I planning to do? I am torn between staying with one-on-one clients only or actually trying to get into doing online courses and taking my message to a larger audience. I would really like to get clear on that. That's what I would like to shift. I would like to have a knowing so that I could move forward and that all of my little inner critic parts had settled down. That's what I wish I could shift. When you asked the question, I was on mute and I took like an audible sigh. It's not as much a a new shift. It's more of what I've been doing in 2020. And, you know, a big thing we've talked about this year with the program we've gone through is courage. And I think that's one thing I want to continue to do is use courage moving forward. I am writing a book and it has sat on my computer for almost two years and I haven't even started thinking about getting it published. And that's actually a lie. I have thought about getting it published over and over and I back down and I'm afraid. So that's a big thing for me for this year year is to get the courage to move forwards towards getting my book published. That is my one thing for 2021. And now that I've put it out on the airwaves, I have to do it. Keep me accountable, everyone. That's right. Done. Louise and I were having a conversation yesterday about looking forward and separately, we had both kind of had similar ideas, right, Louise, about what we want to do at like different versions of it. But then of course we start talking and it joins up and it grows and it's all squishy and awesome about what are things that we can do to, I don't want to say improve ourselves, but expand our knowledge base and that are fun. 
that we want to do that I've wanted to learn how to play the flute since I was in fifth grade trying to be in band. And I had a band director who said, well, we have too many flute players and you don't have the right lips for the flute and it won't be good for you. And many years later, my mom said that always broke my heart because you wanted to do it so much and she just shut you down. And so that's been growing in my consciousness. I still really would like to try it, but I don't know if I'm going to love it, but to have like a month where I spend an hour to say, is this something I want to do? And just focus on one thing trying it. Yeah, it was this idea that if you looked back 10 years from now and you look back on 2020 or COVID, however many years it's going to last, <laughs> 2021, uh, what what can I say or put out into the world to say, hey, like this is what I did with my time, right? So this is what I was, if, uh, mine was playing the harmonica. So Nikki and I are going to put on a show. Yeah, <laughs> the flute and the harmonica. But if, if I could grab onto one small thing that I could say, hey, you know what, look what I did. And it's something small something that I can carry with me moving forward to look at this thing that I have now. And I did that back in 2020 when the world was falling apart. I gathered all my resources and all my friends and we had a jam session. (laughs) (laughs) With a flute and a harmonica, maybe a banjo. You can throw in the violin. And the violin. Absolutely. (laughs) Quite the concert we'll be having next year. I'm taking singing lessons now. So, you know, I'll join oh, in. I hear a band. <laughs> Sarah, what are you going to play? I'll be the groupie because I don't do anything musical. Oh. Sarah will be the hype woman. There yes. we go. There we go. Tambourine for Sarah. Okay. Oh my God. I was thinking the triangle. I just, I just got a visual of this stage with us socially distanced with a flute, a harmonica, a violin, a singer, and a hype woman with a tambourine. I would just suddenly flash back to the Partridge family. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> Yeah, well, I've been showing our daughter the clips from the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family when they just do their singing bits. I have all sorts of visions of us in these blue and white outfits that I, I've got to go make some clothing. <laughs> well, I want to know what our listeners want to play too. Like people are going to be like, I can play the piano. I can bring the kazoo. I don't know. Let's just make a whole best parts symphony. And this right here, just as we were talking and laughing and having a great time, I went from a four to a five right? Like those are such a small things that happen in your day. Just paying attention to those things and how to bring more of that. I love it. I love it. I love you guys. (laughs) I'm not supposed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that harkens back to Paula when we talked to Paula Jenkins too, of finding the little bits of joy. The little bits, right? What are you hoping for season three? Why are we asking hard questions today? I feel like everyone has made me think even how are you doing was a hard question. And that was mine. Season three. More fun. More fun. Something new and something different. We brought this into the world as an experiment and I'd like to keep it going. Great. Well, and I am looking forward to what I've actually been enjoying is getting to listen as we grow. And when you're in a growth space, you're not always aware of it, but being able to start with episode one and go all the way to this one, I can really hear all the changes and the knowledge we've gained. And it's fun to listen to. Just starting to hit our stride here in season two. It's been fun to bring on some other guests to to the table to talk to them and get new ideas and new voices. And while we haven't completely decided what season three looks like yet, I think it's just continuing down this path of 
exploring and engaging and building community. And I don't know what that looks like. I just want more of it. And I just want to keep going and keep sharing. That's how I imagine season three. I feel like that's a t-shirt. Keep growing, keep sharing. I think I've seen it somewhere. So we looked kind of back. We've looked forward. We've talked about challenges and the focus that I want to wrap up our episode on is what is one thing you don't want to change? How deeply I love. That was beautiful. Thank you. Well, and when Kim says it, we always say that Kim's just the human version of a hug. But when she says that, it's like getting that little extra squeeze at the end of a hug where you just feel a little more cuddled. And that's what that was, Kim. (laughs) It's not always easy. No. And yet that's something I don't, I talk about feeling in our stride. I have spent definitely this year, and I know it's been growing for some time, really leaning into how deeply I love. And that's what I want to lead with in the world. And it's scary to put myself out there like that. And yet that's exactly what I want to do. And that love is an action. It's not just a, I feel love for everything. It's that sometimes you love someone and you don't want to do something, but they really need you to, and you love them. So you do it. Yeah. I would have to say that I would love to just keep going the way that I am. And by that, I mean, I'm always striving to figure it out, to try something new, to create a new workout, to do more burpees, to try to help people. And I I have this sense of wonderment about the world that I don't ever want to change. I always want to look forward and know that there's possibility and just keep striving for that. So I just want to add awesomeness to the world. That is what I hope I already do, but that is what I want to keep trying to do is just keep going and keep enjoying and loving and living. I love that you just said you want to add awesomeness to the world because when I think of you, that's exactly what I think. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate every day I connect with someone. And prior to this year, it wasn't a priority. I would text occasionally, very rarely make phone calls. And I was just I was taking care of my parents while they were sick. And so I was very much in a caretaker bubble where if I wasn't at a doctor's office, if I wasn't going to pick up prescriptions, if I wasn't at a hospice home, then I cocooned myself because I just needed to not be around more people. And this year for me, I know it's been all virtual, but every single day I connect with people that I love and that we build into each other and we have deep conversations in a way that I haven't intentionally done before. I love a good deep conversation and they would happen organically. Now we have a schedule. I'm talking to you for an hour and I can't wait to have this thought provoking conversation or a random conversation about, I don't know. (laughs) What did your daughter say yesterday, Kim? With the, it's not, all I can think is shotgun, but it's not that slingshot. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was making a catapult. Catapults and thank you. Catapults and slingshots and like having her come in and show off her catapults. It was so amazing, but that's not something that would have happened in my world before. Yeah, it's extra special. And and what I, at the beginning of this year, several of us chose the word connection for the word for the year. And in the year of COVID to make that intentional choice to be connected. And Nikki, I think you totally take the lead on that. On the word connection. Yeah. I mean, just showing up and being, no, we're doing this. I mean, I remember, you know, you, you opened yourself up to come connect with me. Welcome us in. That's I'm, I'm the gatherer. I'm, mm. I'm missing having people gather at my home. What I'm hoping to continue is I mentioned this earlier. I started taking voice lessons to help me with not clenching my voice and my throat because uh, for this podcast. 
and for my clients. And now they've morphed into singing lessons. And like Nikki, that's something I've wanted to do my entire life. Every New Year's Eve, I would wistfully think, this year I want to take singing lessons. And I never did. So that's one of the things I want to continue. The other thing that brings me great joy is fiction writing. And I started a 100-day project back at the end of October. And every day when I sit down to create a universe on paper, it makes me so happy. It's amazingly fulfilling for me to do that. So those are two things that I'm doing for myself that I wish to continue into 2021. I love that you're putting yourself out in the world in new ways. That's awesome. Well, putting yourself out, but also doing it because it serves you and it's a craving that you have for yourself? I confess I have critical parts that are telling me that I'm wasting my time and they're, you know, why aren't you doing something for your business instead of doing it for yourself? And so I'm having ongoing conversations with them because that's been some of the arguments going on in my head about putting me first for creative endeavors. But both of those things make me so happy. It's the closest I can get to bliss these days is doing Mm -hmm. those two things. My gosh, I want to talk to you so much more about that because I shut down my creativity so much in service of business or cleaning or errands or Bentley, but I can't, I have to stop or I will jump right into that rabbit hole. All right. Lightning round. You guys ready? Ready, set, go. What is the best part of 2020? Y'all. Action. (laughs) Did I just hear y'all? I was (laughs) going to say, and that was the Canadian. That was our Canadian. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Our Southern Canadian. (laughs) I'd say the best part of 2020 is the change in growth that we've seen through all of this adversity. Yeah. I I think it's even more deeply leaning in. Beautiful. What is the best part of wearing a mask? People not seeing my mask knee. <laughs> you guys know <laughs> what that is? You're what? Is that the opposite of a smize? No, yeah, it's mask from your mask. It's yeah, it's acne from your mask. So oh. when you get acne because you've been wearing a mask, it's covered up by the mask, so people can't see it. Yeah, my initial response is, "Why is she wearing a mask on her knee?" Me too. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what word would be the opposite of smile. <laughs> that had a knee in it. Yeah, I was going to say they can't see me sticking my tongue out at them. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say the different styles of mask. Like it's become a whole fashion statement in and of itself. I actually, my favorite part of wearing a mask is smizing, trying to get people to smile because they can see you smiling with your eyes. Well, I'm really looking forward to, you know, winter here. It's just going to keep my face a heck of a lot warmer. Oh yeah. I was getting gas yesterday with a mask on in a snowstorm. And I was like, this is not too bad having this on right now. Uh huh. <laughs> I just suddenly saw Louise in a furry, in a fur covered or mask. I don't know. Oh, ooh. Mm. Speaking of fashion, fur lined. Fur lined. I mean, <laughs> well, see, I'm just thinking of how that will tickle my nose because every so often, like, I get a hair, like oh, a dog hair, dog. on my mask. Yeah. <laughs> so fur sounds really itchy. Yeah. All right. We have all successfully completed coaching training. What is the best part of ticking that box? Taking a full deep breath and (laughs) saying, I fucking did that. Just took a breath after she asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I agree with Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, it's the, look what I did. That was not easy. And look what I did. And you did it in a pandemic. This is true. 
I couldn't imagine the pandemic without it. I probably would be curled up in a ball somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Feel, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, position yeah, here I come. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was definitely something that drove me through the year, not in like a gotta do it, gotta do it way, but it was, you know, we all got to be on the bus together, basically. When can you imagine going through the year without that much coaching? No. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I love the, like for me and my little competitive nature, I just feel like it, it was a hill to climb and now I'm at the top and it was like, fuck yeah. Look what I did. What is the best part of being on a podcast with four other people? The four Y'all. other people? Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. Jinx, but not exactly. <laughs> I would say I'm a team and group person. So this has been another way for me to have a team atmosphere when I can't physically have that, if that makes sense. So like, I love groups and I love all the energy you get from this much awesomeness. For me, it's the, it, it's in a weird way, the opposite, because I, I'm not usually part of a collaborative team. Very often the teams that I've been a part of haven't felt very collaborative, even though they say they may be. And it's been really nice to lean in and be part of a group without having to wonder whether or not I belonged there. I'm going to add to my answer just for a second. And the idea that we have when we launch this podcast is there's not a lot of other podcasts out there like this and breaking the mold and stepping into something that we had really no idea about. I just am so appreciative that we all have been able to do that. We all took the jump at the same time. We were all standing on the cliff when we grabbed hands and we just jumped. And I love that. I don't know if Kim jumped. I think she was, her feet were firm. No, no, I told, I told, that's if you're going up. If we're jumping, I'm jumping with you. Okay, good. I'm glad you jumped. (laughs) No, no, I totally jumped with you. Parasailing is not for me, but jumping off a cliff, I'll do that with you any day. (laughs) When we got to hear what Kim thought FOMO meant, and I mean, we just, we started strong. Well, (laughs) I I do still say I'm having an octopus moment, so. You have to explain it or people are going to wonder. Oh, come on. All right. I thought we had already talked about this. Okay. We did, but. (laughs) Okay. So FOMO, I suffer from FOMO. And here's the thing. I didn't actually know what FOMO was. And when I see an acronym and I don't know what it means, I make up the words. So FOMO to me always meant fuck off mother octopus. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so now when I'm having a, what I now understand to be a FOMO moment, I'm like, oh, I'm having an octopus moment. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm Wow. All right. Final question. What is the worst part of being in a podcast with four other people? How long do you have? Oh, five <laughs> minutes. So I'm so kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I uh, it's a hard question to answer because I think some of the difficult parts are still like, you know, the best parts. I think that some of the, as Nikki calls them squishy moments, but also like the bad squishy moments where- Are those spiky? Those are crunchy or spiky moments. Like the crunchy moments moments where, you know, we're, we're five very dynamic people who all have ideas. And sometimes if we butt up against each other, there's that crunchy moment, but awesomeness comes out of it. And this episode brought to you by awesomeness. (laughs) 
you know, all the parts are the best parts, even the worst parts. And I think when we do have those moments that are the doing air quotes, worst parts, we really lean into the learning and the exploration and the curiosity of them. And always take them as opportunities to do better and saying, okay, this is where I'm challenged. I'm not feeling heard. I'm not feeling seen and acknowledging this is my stuff that's coming up. This is what I need. And so the worst parts have become the best parts because of that. Oh, that was cheesy, but I kind of don't care. Well, I don't care because that's what she said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, nothing ever goes a hundred percent as planned. I don't even know if we had a plan. (laughs) And I, uh, really? And, Just grab and my I, hand and jump off the cliff. That was the plan. Exactly. Like, that, that's that was, that's where the plan ended. I think that even those crunchy bits, and we have them and we're still here, right? And it's, I don't want to say that they're wrong parts because I think that's how we grow. We are a very close knit group of people and we wouldn't get that if we didn't have crunchy bits that went along with the squishy bits. Yeah, I would agree. There was a couple of times that I got frustrated and because, and maybe it's the training we've had, maybe it's all the coaching we've had, but I was able to realize it was my stuff. It wasn't the other individuals or that I got you know, wrapped around the axle about. It was all about me. And I was able to unpack that. And so, yeah, I think there are times that if what I love the most, I think is, I know I said the best, but is that, yes, we took growth out of those moments and we took time to be courageous. Um, to stand up and say, Hey, that this is how that felt. Well, this Laura, what you just said made me recognize that this is probably the bravest I've ever felt. I can look back on things where I'm like, yeah, that took courage, but this whole journey, even from the get-go me, like talking to Louise out of the corner of my mouth saying, Hey, I had this crazy idea. And Louise going, yes. And (laughs) bringing it to the group and running with it and us all grabbing hands. But then everything after that, I think this is the bravest I have ever felt. I don't know if it's the bravest I've ever been, but it's the bravest I've ever felt. I feel like all of that wraps around to 2020 and like the best and the worst and all of it together. I just think we've all grown so much and we've learned so much. And I don't know. I'm just really grateful for all of you. It's complicated. It is complicated. (laughs) On that note. That's a wrap on season two. Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing on this madcap journey we're on together. We are honored for each one of you that pulls up your chair and joins our conversations. One more time for the seats in the back. We see you, we love you. And until next time, remember, all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at The Best Parts Podcast, or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.